Welcome to the Talk to Your Pharmacist podcast. We're dispensing stories of success from across the continuum of care. I'm your host, Hillary Blackburn. Thanks for joining us to learn from leaders throughout the pharmacy industry. Hello, listeners, and happy Mother's Day. I hope that all the moms out there have had a wonderful day. This is an exciting year for me as it's the first time that I'm celebrating Mother's Day. In this episode, we've got a mom of four, Candace Bertner, and she'll be telling a little bit more about her work with My Functional Pharmacist. All right, so today on the Talk to Your Pharmacist podcast, we have a special guest. Our guest is Candace Bertner. She is a pharmacist who has always appreciated natural ways of living and healing. With a curiosity for the science behind medicinal therapies, Candace graduated from Belmont University with a biology degree and then went on to complete pharmacy school at the University of Tennessee College of Pharmacy in Memphis. Candace started her natural therapy training as a mentee under Mark Binkley, fresh out of school, and her most recent training has been with the Institute of Functional Medicine. Candace is currently working at Riverside Village Pharmacy in Nashville as the compounding director and running their low-dose naltrexone program for patients who need extra care. She's also co-founder and virtual health consultant at My Functional Pharmacist, a virtual health consulting company for women. Candace has a passion for efficiency and simplicity in medicine. She loves guiding women through their health journeys in one-on-one settings to uncover their best next steps with clarity. And after working in a variety of pharmacy settings, Candace has always brought a functional mindset to her style of care. Ultimately, this passion is what led to the creation of my functional pharmacist. Um, so Candace, we are so glad to have you as a guest on the Talk to Your Pharmacist podcast. Yeah, thank you so much. It's such an honor to be here. Um, I really appreciate you um, having me on. Well, thanks for joining us. And now that our listeners have heard a little bit about your background, maybe you can fill in any gaps from that intro or share a little bit about your personal life. Sure. Yeah. So... Um, I mean, I'll stick with just sort of professional background. I think when I, I was thinking back, what really drew me into pharmacy, I think was the thought of learning the science and the mechanisms, you know, between the body and healing therapies or medicine. Um, plus that idea of just being able to compassionately teach this to others based on the individual need. Um, and I remember during pharmacy school being really captivated by the thought of first line therapy. Um, and I, I'm sure most of our listeners will know what first line therapy is, but um, just to give a brief description, it is, um, you know, mainly that first when you're, when some type of chronic disease first presents, um, the, the first thing you want to do always is what we were taught, you know, at least for the first three months is, um, try some diet and lifestyle modification, right? <laughs> do you remember mm-hmm. that? <laughs> yeah. So I was always captivated by that. And then, um, almost a little bit saddened when I started to realize how often it was skipped in our culture. Mm-hmm. Um, not only for the, 
the healers, but also the healees, the patients and the, um, you know, the healthcare teachers and providers. And, um, I remember just thinking that was so sad, but I think now, you know, kind of looking back, it's, and, and being in community pharmacy, um, for, I guess, going on almost 20 years now, 15 ish, um, we're starting to see this new generation and this new awareness of people who are more interested in using diet and lifestyle modification first, you know, before going to a medication. Um, and also I think the first line therapy type, um, mindset and idea is now it's so much more broad and so deep um, just because of the culture that we're living in and the climate that we have now and mass production. And that's a whole nother topic, but um, just addressing a lot of that now can go a lot farther than um, even I think when we, when I was in school uh, back in 2006, five, four, three y'all, <laughs> in those years. So um, anyway, what, when I first, got out of school. And you mentioned in my, in my bio, I I was introduced to functional medicine by Mark Binkley, who was a pharmacist at the health and wellness compounding pharmacy in Nashville. Um, and he, what a jewel he has been doing this and teaching patients, um, about their bodies and educating, just educating them on really, really cool things for probably over 40 years now. Um, it was a really, special treat. I realize now, probably didn't realize at the time, but I realize now how fortunate I was to be able to just kind of be taken under his wing. Uh, he basically taught me how to teach patient, patients first on therapy on a deeper level, uh, which I loved. So I quickly latched onto that and sort of became my first real passion out of pharmacy school. Yeah. Well, so Candace, um, I love that, like bringing it back to the first line therapy of like, you know, what do we eat and what do you know, what do we mm-hmm. do with our bodies mm-hmm. and, you know, what you've been doing for, you know, I definitely want to get into more of the functional medicine, but, mm-hmm. um, compounding is very customized to the patient because it's not just, you know, taking a pill, um, that's already been pre-manufactured. So, um, how did, yeah, I guess probably that compounding background and experience, um, really kind of led you more to like having that more of a customized approach. Mm -hmm. Perhaps That's that's a really good question. Compounding is so different. Um, and it's, it's something that it's sort of a really, almost a really rare niche that not a lot of people know much about. Um, and we're talking patients and physicians, you know, the prescribers and the, and the people who take it. So it leaves a, a really big window for compounding pharmacists to be um, serious educators about what they do, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, it can be very, very helpful. And the, the customized approach is awesome, uh, and really cool to be a part of. Uh, but it also just involves really teaching on a deeper level, what you're actually creating and what you're actually doing and what the opportunities really are. 
Um, and once you, you know, find this therapy and are on it, really teaching the patients what it is and understanding because the physicians aren't going to know as much about it. You know, their doctors that they're going to see are not going to know as much about it as the compounding pharmacist who has created it and, um, has really done, you know, all of the, the back work on learning about it. So it is a really, really, I have enjoyed being a part of compounding, um, started there. And now of course I'm working at Riverside village compounding pharmacy in East Nashville, um, and sort of working in, uh, mostly what I do there is, is work in their low dose naltrexone program. Um, and that's been really fun to be a part of just teaching. It goes really deep in teaching patients about their therapy because it's very individualized. Um, and all patients get a different response, you know, so it's almost like I've had to create this walk through therapy, um, with each patient that comes through there for that. And, um, I think because I am a sensitive person myself, I see, sensitivities a lot, you know, you kind of see what, you know, <laughs> I was taught that in pharmacy school by about one of my favorite professors, Dr. Brown, you see what, you know. Um, and I, I, it seems like a lot of really sensitive patients who need extra care kind of get thrown to me somehow. So maybe a, mm-hmm. a higher power there, but, um, <laughs> yeah, now, so Candace, just to jump in on the naltrexone, uh, I bet a lot of people, that's not a super, a lot of times you hear of like, oh, hormone therapy and this and that. Tell us a little bit more about why you guys have found a niche for the naltrexone treatment. Um, Yeah. So naltrexone is, um, it's, it's got a history. So I guess what, what you would probably remember about naltrexone is um, that in higher doses, like in 50 to 100 milligram doses, it's historically been used for um, alcohol dependency and opioid dependency, um, helping mm-hmm. to detox people off of opioids. Um, but what we have found for low-dose naltrexone is that at like a one, a 1 to 4 or 5 milligram dose, it doesn't work the same. Um it hits those mu receptors as opioid receptors in the same way, but it detaches really quickly. And then when it does that, it leaves those receptors hungry and sort of signifies, uh, it starts this feedback system. So it sends a feedback system message to your brain saying, Hey, I need you to produce more endorphins. And so it signifies this natural response in people and producing more of their own natural endorphins. And these have been studied and shown to really help um, balance out immune system. And so what we've seen that's really been helpful for people with autoimmune diseases. And it's a really vast thing, but uh, it's kind of hard to pinpoint like one specific disease. I think the most research uh, that I guess MS has the most research in it, but there's lots and lots of autoimmune diseases that it's been really helpful with. So I get a lot of Crohn's and gut and yeah, it's, it's been um, really interesting to learn about and, and to work with there. So, yeah, well, the immune system is very important right now. Um, And especially, you know, we're talking, you know, there's, 
this coronavirus that it is, mm-hmm. you know, affecting so many people. And, um, yeah, I definitely will want to get into, um, things that you've learned from, from that and, and from the functional medicine perspective, mm-hmm. um, maybe we'll save that for the end. Now, Candace, um, tell us okay. a little bit more about functional medicine and how you got into that. Okay. Yeah. So I'll start with functional medicine. Um, I have done most of my recent functional medicine training um, through the Institute of Functional Medicine, uh, which is just a world-renowned institution that teaches, you know, the basis of it. And their definition of it, they define it as functional medicine determines how and why illness occurs and restores health by addressing the root causes of disease for each individual. Uh, and I really like their definition. Um, it, it, it makes a lot of sense to me. I think overall, um, it's a different mentality. I think it's a different mentality than what I learned in school. And I, and I remember having that um, almost just a, an aha moment of, gosh, this makes so much sense to me. Um, just with my background, it made so much sense to me for a human who needs healing (laughs) to learn about and try diet, diet and lifestyle modifications, vitamin repletions, herbals, adaptogens, things from the earth that we created for our bodies, um, or any type of means of healing that has little to no side effects before diving into a pharmaceutical agent, um, that almost always has side effects, you know? So mm-hmm. I think there's that mindset and um, I find that pharmacists in general, I think are well equipped to provide this type of education um, and in general, I think enjoy you know, developing that pharmacist patient relationship and taking the time to teach patients about what's going on in their body and how their environment and food and medicine can interact physically with their bodies to, to have, you know, an effect. Um, I think, um, with functional medicine, what I have seen is, and I think, I think I've just sort of developed this from experience and working in, in multiple different community pharmacies. Um, but I, I see, I think there's two types of people, two types of patients. And I've experienced where I've almost forced functional medicine knowledge on patients when they've come into my pharmacy. And that doesn't go over well. It's a waste of time, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, but then sometimes I feel guilty if I don't have the time to go into it as a community pharmacist, because you, you do get so busy. Um, right. But what I have found, I think the most recent that works for me is that there are two types of patients that may come into your pharmacy and community. Um, and I've learned to almost present both sides when patients will come in and they say, Hey, I have this problem going on. I have, or they're asking an over the counter question or something, or I have a cough. What can I do for this? It's, mm-hmm. it's, um, happens when I lay down at night, you know, whatever. Um, I've started this habit of, okay, well, do you want to really try to get to the root of what's causing the cough and really get into, um, 
healing mm-hmm. so that it will go away faster? Or do you really just need to suppress that cough right now because you and that congestion or whatever you have, because you have a presentation coming up. Either is fine. It's just what's your preference right now? <laughs> you know? Yeah. Speaking of education, are you aware of the 2014 drug disposal of controlled substances ruling that regards safe disposal of unused medications? Well, we're lucky to have RX Destroyer sponsoring the Talk to Your Pharmacist podcast. RX Destroyer ready-to-use chemical drug disposal systems are safe, easy, and affordable products, which protect the environment and can save thousands in fines. To get more information on products, training, and medication waste compliance, check out www.rxdestroyer.com slash talk to your pharmacist. Do you want to choose the functional the functional medicine route where you're healing and mm-hmm. really getting to the root cause? Or do you just need to take care of it right now, which, which is okay. And so I've learned to almost present both sides sometimes. <laughs> and I think yes. that, that my patients really appreciate that. Yeah. Then you're not, you're, you are asking them the question versus like bias selection, I guess. (laughs) Right. Right. Or if someone's really in a hurry, then you're like, "Mm, maybe they're not gonna. Yeah. Yeah. It's funny. The, the, um, responses I'll get, cause a lot of people be like, oh gosh, you know, normally I'd really want to get to that root cause or heal it faster or whatever, but Um, Mm -hmm. I've got a presentation coming up or I've got a, you know, something I really need to be functioning for tonight. So I just need the symptoms to go away real fast. What's going to do that the the fastest? (laughs) Yeah. So were you finding a lot of patients that were interested in learning more and, and maybe that's kind of why you started the, my functional pharmacist? Um, yeah, you know, I have always enjoyed one-on-one conversation and one-on-one teaching. And I mean, I think even if you would go back and ask the techs that I have worked with historically, (laughs) they would say, oh my gosh, Candace, I could not get her to stop talking to these patients. Like, get back here. I need you. You know, like you'd always have to rein me in from the one-on-one consultation part in pharmacy. Um, so I've always enjoyed that and sort of thrived. I think that's, um, just one of my strengths, I would call it, I guess. And combining that with just my love and knowledge of functional medicine over the past few years sort of led into this, Hey, I want to somehow see if we can create a business to, to do this. And it, it started actually at Apothecary in the Gulch. I was working with Dr. Tracy Poole. I think I started there in 2016 working with her and she was amazing. I, I've gained so much respect for her. Um, over those years of working really closely, we made a go of it and kind of made our first efforts on really developing a functional medicine consultation business there at the brick and mortar, um, in the Gulch. Mm-hmm. And that business closed after about two and a half years. And I still wanted to do that, even though it sort of merged with the rivers, a lot of the programs that she was doing there sort of merged with Riverside Village Pharmacy and are are still able to be continued over there, which is great. But I still wanted to do my functional medicine and I kind of wanted to take it virtually. So when that closed, I decided to do a fast track 
business mastermind. I looked into it and found something that could work for me that I did with Maggie Burkhoff. Um, I asked Christy Fritch, who we talked about earlier and was your intern. She was my intern at Path Carry. <laughs> She's done so many things. Um, but I asked her to come alongside me as a business partner uh, because we had we had just hit it off before when she was my intern at Apothecary. Uh, we complement each other really well. Her skill set is just amazing. She's creative. She's got this MBA background. She's very organizational. She's very driven. She said a resounding yes, thank goodness, uh, because this I knew that starting something like this, it would go a lot farther with her forward thinking on board. And then, so we did that, we did that business mastermind together and I've kind of been working on developing this ever since. That's going really well. Yeah. So, yeah. So tell us a little bit more about what, you know, the role of the pharmacist in functional medicine is. Okay. So I can tell you what our role is for my functional pharmacist. Um, yeah. Or what someone, what can someone expect? Like, what do you tell a patient or what, what can a patient expect? Um, if they're, you know, doing a, a functional medicine consult, yeah. um, cause I'm, I wonder if patients, do they know what the term is or how do you mm-hmm. kind of, yeah, talk, talk with them about that and, and help to guide them. Okay. Yeah. So you're right. I think functional medicine, I take it for granted that everyone knows what it is, but, uh, I think when we were first creating it, I'd sent something to my cousin or saying, Hey, check this out. Look what we're starting, you know, so excited. And she typed back saying, um, I don't know what functional medicine is. <laughs> so I'm going to be like, Oh yeah. Okay. I mean, let's define that. Um, I think there are, there are people seeking it out. I think one, I think this new awareness and new generation and, um, people who are seeking it out. We try to do a good job on our website, at least of explaining more of what we do. Um, but we've sort of just created this walk alongside you program, um, just to teach, uh, really a lot of gut function functionality. Um, I think all along how I've incorporated functional medicine mindset into the pharmacy workplace, um, is I've taken, you know, little things and just sort of passed along as, um, as patients can take them and as I see where it fits. So always teach risk versus benefit with medication. Um, I find that those types of conversations are skipped. And so just really taking that time to dig in with medication for one thing, and this is what it's really doing. And these are, yes, I know you, you know, the benefits of it, but these are some of the risks associated. And are there other ways we can jump around that? Are there ways we can help you to get off of this medication because of the side effects you're experiencing, having those types of conversations, which we incorporate with my functional pharmacist, um, the teaching simple deficiencies or teaching about simple deficiencies along the way, uh, like vitamin D, you know, is one super 
common one, I think, that I feel like a lot of people know about these days, but I always tell people it's nonsense to be deficient in vitamin D. Um, It's really inexpensive. You should definitely take it. Know your number. Know where your lab number is. Um, You definitely want to be above 60, uh, if not 80. Goal would be 80 for me. Um, But you want to make sure you're there because if you're low, there's so many different things that can go wrong. Um, And lots of other deficiencies as well. But just looking and we look into deficiencies pretty intensely. Um, We teach about toxins along the way. I've always done that. Um, Just teaching about your environment and really looking at um, your daily walk and your stress level and what your environment's like throughout the day. Um, Paying attention to ingredients, you know, on food labels, processed food, GMOs, dyes, sugar intake, all that kind of stuff. Um, And then teaching about leaky gut, immune boosters, all sorts Mm -hmm. of things like that. Um, Just kind of go deep into, um, in an organized pathway, just going deep into some of those things. Yeah. So, um, you know, Continuing on with the immune discussion, uh, mm-hmm. since we are uh, in the midst of this coronavirus, yes. what are some things that, you know, people could be doing um, or even pharmacists, you know, mm-hmm. we're, a lot of them are, are working on the, the front lines, like in, in the retail and community settings, like mm-hmm. you are, they're, um, you know, taking care of patients um, in, you know, hospitals um, or any, a variety of different settings. And um, maybe they want to make sure that they really boost up their immune system, um, not to mention, you know, just um, things that they could possibly tell patients to, to help the general public. Mm-hmm. Um, what are some of kind of your top things that yeah. you would say yeah. um, to help boost immunity right now? I, um, I try to never miss a chance to tell a patient, um, to drink more water. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I know that sounds so easy and silly probably, but I think um, if a healthcare provider is reminding you to drink water, drink more water, I think it goes a lot farther than we real than we realize. Yeah. Um, so I try to never miss a chance to do that. Um, more, you know, the basic things don't miss them. Water, get plenty of sleep. Um, your sleep is when you're building everything back up. So get plenty of sleep. Um, pay attention to what you're eating. So sugar, dairy, and alcohol can destroy your immune system. So I would say, especially during this time, make sure you're paying attention to that and trying to limit those things. Um, as far as supplements go, um, I, I do hold um, uniqueness and individual biochemistry really high. And I think that's one of the whole purposes for my functional pharmacist is that we really look into the individual. Um, so I rarely like to give, um, just like a blanket, um, supplement suggestions. <laughs> However, mm-hmm. I will say, um, if you can so focus maybe on, what are some of the ones you take? <laughs> yeah. Some of the ones I take are, um, 
I've mentioned vitamin D. That one's very important for our immune system. It's just keeping that up. Um, yes. An antioxidant is going to be really helpful. I think, you know, for the functional medicine mindset, uh, and we try to teach this in a lot of our first consultations of um, if, if you think about your immune system, um, it's it can only attack or, you know, it can only do so much, right? So when you, when you start to overload it, that's where it's going to start breaking down and kind of go wonky and start acting up and leading into autoimmune type actions. Um, so anything you can do with this mindset of protecting your immune system is going to be helpful. And those things are going to include, um, paying attention to your gut. Um, look, you know, look into leaky gut if you need to, if you feel like you're, you're not regular, if you have bloating, if you have frequent gut systems, look into that. Um, and the other thing I would say is to help your body detox as much as possible, um, on a daily basis. And so one of the things I take on a daily basis right now is, is in acetylcysteine or NAC. Um, it and is people probably have heard of that from the antidote for a, an acetaminophen yes, overdose, right? Yes, yes, absolutely. So it's a precursor to glutathione. Yes. Which is the key detoxifier, uh, for your liver, for your body. So in NAC or N-acetylcysteine is just a really inexpensive way to get glutathione, really. It also works as a mucolytic. So right now, it's a really high, <laughs> it's a really great thing to take for this COVID-19 era, I think, with its with those two properties in general. Um, and I would give a caution out there. If you've never, ever taken any sort of liver detoxifier, take it really slow because it may cause, um, some symptoms in the beginning. Um, and anytime you clean out your liver or take some sort of liver detoxifier, your alcohol intake might, um, be noticeable the next time you drink. <laughs> so always put that precaution out there as well. <laughs> Don't overdo mm-hmm. it after you have taken some liver detoxifiers. Um, but yeah, so that's one thing I take on a regular basis right now, just to help keep my body detoxified from all the crazy things that we run into on a daily basis in our culture, um, and to help protect my immune system. Awesome. Well, that is super helpful. I'm sure people are Googling, where can I get that and (laughs) uh, things right now. Um, I know that I've been having to take vitamin D. I've been deficient, and but I've been getting outside a whole lot more. I spend a lot of time in an office and a lot Mm -hmm. of people like spend so much time indoors and we just don't get outside as much. And um, during this time, I uh, am working remotely and have made it a point to get outside and get some sunshine, which I love to be outside. So, yes. Yes. Um, Good. yes. I know. The, the weather has been so nice during all of this. It's been, mm-hmm. been really thankful. 
Yes, exactly. Well, Candice, I like to ask all of my guests uh, as the final question, what is some advice that you would tell your younger self or for other pharmacists out there who are just getting started in their career? Hmm. My younger self. So that's a great question. Um, there, there's so much that I would do if I had, and, and I tell a lot of my younger patients this, if I had all the knowledge that I have now, especially about health and functional medicine, when I was in my 20s, or certainly when I had my first child, ugh, my life would be so much easier, I think. <laughs> so, I mean, I think I would say take, you know, take charge of your health and look into it. Um, I love encouraging um, health education combined with disciplines. Um, And I think those two things can take someone a long way. Um, You know, you're, you're taking charge of your health with the decisions you make on a daily basis. Pay attention to the terrain of your own body, keeping inflammation low so that chronic disease does not set in. Um, and if some type of chronic disease is already showing up, then work on giving the body what it needs so that it can do what it was made to do, you know, to thrive spiritually, emotionally, physically, mentally, look at all of those, um, of those aspects. Um, yeah, I mean, I think, I think that's what I would say. Take charge of your own health, look into, look into this type of stuff. It's, it's a really fun um, really, I think it, it seems like where the future of, of medicine is going. Maybe, I mean, there's still, there's always going to be a need for pharmaceuticals and, um, you know, there's, there's always going to be disease out there (laughs) if we can start making strides, um, as a culture and as a group of people to take our health into into a better direction. I think it would be great. Absolutely. Well, Candice, it has been so fun to get to talk with you and uh, explore a little bit more about functional medicine and what it is, how you bring that natural way of, of approaching healing and just a good way to invite um, patients, you know, asking questions and taking Mm -hmm. that time. Um, we, uh, you know, definitely want people to go find you on Facebook and Instagram at my functional pharmacist. Oh yeah. Thank you. (laughs) Yeah. And yeah, we appreciate you being a guest on the talk to your pharmacist podcast. Yeah. Thank you so much for having me. We do. And and I do with myfunctionalpharmacist.com. We have, we do provide a complimentary discovery call. So you just click on the learn more button and and schedule a talk. It'd be fun. Awesome. Well, thank you so much. All right. Thank you. I'll talk to you soon. Again, I just hope all the moms out there have a very happy Mother's Day. And APHA elections are still going on through May 11th, and I'm on the ballot for APHA's APPM Executive Committee. Please vote for Hillary Blackburn. I am in the member-at-large pair three and would appreciate your vote. 
Also, be sure to check us out at Talk to Your Pharmacist on Facebook and Instagram. Thanks for listening to this episode of Talk to Your Pharmacist, produced by the Pharmacy Advisory Group. If you liked this episode, let us know by subscribing to the podcast, rating, and reviewing it. Share it with friends. And if you want to be a guest or know a pharmacist leader who has a great story to tell, connect with me, Hillary Blackburn, on LinkedIn and check out our Facebook page, Pharmacy Advisory Group, for updates on new podcasts. Thanks for listening. 